Ibaka. Deep three, are you kidding me? Oh my goodness. Undrafted rookie Terrence Davis. I can't get over this Davis kid. Welcome to another edition of That's A Wrap Podcast, a podcast for fans, by fans, and Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, or Merry whatever that you guys uh, celebrated. Uh, it's been a while since I talked to you guys. Uh, I have my co-host here, Dre, uh, for now, and hopefully Jay can hop on. I'm sure he's dealing with uh, his his kids, I bet you anything. But, but Dre, man, how's it going, my friend? It's going very well, even though we just squeaked past... Uh... The Hornets, um, just barely. Oh my God, uh, yeah. We did. We won. So see, I don't. You <laughs> that, know, that is all good. <laughs> that, that's that's kind of bad on me to say about his kids because his his kids are are. I bet you anything, he's, they're sweet as hell. I f- I feel like Jay is just kind of trying to calm himself down. I feel like all Raptors fans are just trying to take in, take a breather, take in for a second. That yes, we we won, but man, man, did that take a lot of a lot of balls, man, and so much. Uh, I guess. They, they, the Raptors just seemed so damn tired. I felt it. I felt it from just the, just watching from the TV screen. It was like, I'm sitting on my couch. I'm like, man, I just, I wish I could give my legs to Serge Ibaka right now. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, just to reiterate, like we always do, this is a Raptors podcast by fans, for fans, and only a fan would say something like that. Like, <laughs> I wish I could give my limbs to, to these Raptors yeah, who are seriously. injured enough to not be able to play or they're still playing and they're really banged up right now. Oh so God. Yeah, seriously. whatever Pascal, whatever you need, Norm, whatever you need, just take it, man. Take it from all the fans that love you. Just come back uh, on this team because clearly these guys are are struggling on offense. Defense, they're actually playing very well. But okay, before we get all that, we have a lot to talk about. Again, uh, we're hoping that Jay does come back and does come on. So you might just hear a sudden, hey, what's up from Jay? Uh, and, if, and if he does, welcome him back. But yeah, before we get into this Hornets game, because that was... That was a doozy. That went into the overtime. I'm sure all you guys watched it. We are recording this on a Wednesday right after the Hornets game. And But before that, I want to talk about that Blazers game. So the reason why I want to talk about that is because mm-hmm. there was a lot of noise. I would like to say noise because at, on the Twitter sphere, like Raptors fans, after that, that game, yes, the Raptors were up uh, basically 46 minutes of that game. Uh, and we let that one go. But again, if you just think about it for a second, I was listening to Tim and Sid, and Tim said it best. Basically, you just have to think about the this team, what where the Raptors are right now. They're super, super depleted. They have no Fred, no Mark, no Norm, no Siakam. You're playing basically our 905 team against a what the, the one of the last four teams of uh, of the finals last year or of the playoffs last year. Uh, you you had a you know uh, a mellow a clutch mellow a uh, a Dame Dame Lillard knowing when he when it's Dame time you CJ McCollum coming back from injury this team is good like they're struggling sure but this team is good and you basically had our 905 team like the just think about the the team that we just faced the Hornets right that the Hornets team would love 
would love to have a 24 to 13 record that the Raptors have right now. The fact that we are so depleted and we have that record where we're playing a lot of minutes for Lowry, we're playing a lot of minutes for McCall, but there's just so much noise that's going on. And I feel like there's a little bit of overreaction. I feel like Raptors collectively, the fans, all of us got to got to calm up because honestly i think calm down doesn't really make make any sense we gotta we have to we have to take a seat back calm up a little bit and just look at this team for a second are you are you on the same page with me jay yeah just like look at today's starting lineup we have mccaw and anobi serge Ibaka, kyle lowry terrence davis so one of these people would actually be in our starting five if everybody was healthy right uh and Anobi, the second most likely, you know, uh, Lowry is the, is the definitive one. Ibaka, the third most likely. McCaw, the fourth most likely. Davis is like, you know, it's gone down south. And it's no disrespect to Davis. It's it's more so the caliber of everybody else on our team that this makes sense. But you know, our team has gone down south if Terrence Davis has to start. You know, that's like. <laughs> yeah. Our or backup RHJ. of our backup. Yeah, which RHJ had to play 22 minutes. So, yeah. uh, I mean, looking at this this Blazers team, and I never thought I'd say this, um, for how old he is and what he's gone through, this is the best look that Carmelo Anthony has had in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And he's just making it work as... This offensive presence, not every game, not every game, but how how likely would he hit that buzzer beater shot the, in the last five years? Pretty likely. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, 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 like he's, he has the most clutch shots in like not NBA history at all, but he has a lot. I think I saw this I saw this tweet that he has like over 20 or 24 like like buzzer beater shots or something like that. So he has clutch in his DNA. And then we have someone yes. like like Damian Lillard who basically took over uh the fourth quarter because you knew like once he turns up that notch that that Dame time, there's there is no stopping that guy. Uh, and, yeah. and again, you got you got CJ McClellan that maybe he didn't have the best game uh versus the Raptors, but he does uh, take up a lot of attention so it frees up people like Lilith, frees up people like like anthony and and uh, i know that we're gonna go back to that uh missed call from the refs of the the missed uh, moving screen and it was a really uh, bad one and i'm pretty sure the last minute report already came out saying that they did miss it of course but but that doesn't help it, it, it doesn't help but at the same time who hit that shot lillard he still hit that shot carmelo anthony yeah. uh got uh like a uh, 20 like right at the 23rd second before the shock of violation got a a crazy rainbow three uh to cut the lead to like three or something like that so like yes. the the blazers uh played really well when it wasn't when it was important they didn't play well yes. for 46 minutes but they didn't play well for for the for the remaining of it and they won that game so the again I, i'm harping back to at the end of that the the blazers game Going back on Twitter, seeing all the reaction, and it's that's that's the whole point. It's it's just a reaction. This is a game in January versus the Blazers that we won't face again until we go to Portland, or if we see yeah. them in the finals or something. It doesn't matter. You have to see where we're at at this moment. What this what the lineups that Nurse has to pull out there. Like I was watching today's game, and there was a time where uh, Kyle Lowry and 
I can't believe I'm saying this, but Terrence Davis, we're counting the minutes for them to come back onto the floor. You have like <laughs> McCaw and Stanley Johnson, RHJ, Chris Boucher, uh, who is going to score, right? And for, for some uh, God, Matt Thomas? And Matt Thomas, right? And Matt Thomas was playing a back-to-back-to-back because he was still playing on the 905 as a rehab. So you just have to think for a second of where this team is. And I know there's going to be pundits of saying, like, you know what, we've just won a championship, so our thoughts are uh, we have to we have to hold this team to a higher standard, which is true, which which is like to a point, which is true. But you have like just think about the record and the team that we have right now. It's crazy. Think of where we're at. It's January and we're number four in the Eastern Conference, which is the Eastern Conference is arguably tougher right at this moment than the Western Conference. So step back, you know. Yeah, I agree fully, but that just gets my goat that mentality because this last year during the playoff run, what were people saying? Oh, this doesn't count because the Warriors are depleted. Get the hell out of here. Right. If that's the same ideology, why does that not pertain here where it's like, there oh, the Raptors go. are losing because they're depleted? No, you're just saying that because – you know, you've got this American team. I know that it's the playoffs and things count differently, but isn't that the point that this is the regular season and it's not the playoffs? So it's like, why why is one team given the go-ahead? Okay, they're depleted, so this championship doesn't matter. But now it's like, oh, you're the champions. You should be doing well. We're not the champions. We are. We're like a half of the champions. Half our team is dead. Like, <laughs> what, what are you What are you talking about? Right. Like, this isn't even close to the same thing. And you're giving us this, this crap in January before the All-Star break? Like, get right. out of here. Right. So, <laughs> like, it's yeah, ridiculous. Absolutely. I, like, it's it's just funny how how much negativity can, can stem from uh wanting your team to win and and i i love the passion don't get me wrong raptors fans the passion is great but you have to be realistic right so let's let's put a bow on the blazers game it was it was a tough loss yes but you again you're playing you're playing a team with clutch in its dna mellow one last final point yes please we lost barely to a team that's mostly doing all right health-wise with most of our weakest players in like starting lineups and major roster spots. I'm just saying that's not so bad. When you're when you have to put when you have to give O'Shea Brissett 23 minutes uh and him guarding both Lillard and Anthony and, and keeping his own. I mean, he also got 12 points and 6 rebounds and played hell of good defense on CJ and Lillard and Melo. Like the to a point you have to realize O'Shea Brissett, tell me that you said that name at the beginning of the season. Tell me you thought that O'Shea Brissett, Chris Boucher, Terrence Davis, that you were going to see these guys play huge minutes at the, the beginning of the season. Hell no. You did not. So you have to be happy no. of where this team is right now. So at the end of the game, I know that we all have seen this already, uh, of the Trailblazers game, Nick Nurse uh, went, went on record and, and was talking to the press and they, they asked the, they asked Nick Nurse, how, you know, how come you didn't play Terrence Davis uh, so many minutes? He only played eight minutes that game. And then Nick Nurse, I'm prefacing this, but he said that you watched that game. He didn't play very well. He probably played five more minutes uh, than he should have. And that like, 
that went wildfire. The the, people, the reaction on, on that was crazy because Terrence Davis has proven himself that he should be playing at least over Stanley Johnson. Stanley Johnson has 17 minutes that game. Right. So, I, okay, I see that. I see that for sure. But it's true. He didn't play very well, especially that game. So when he called Terrence Davis out, you, if you guys remember uh, in the preseason, preseason, Nick Nurse also called out RHJ and Stanley Johnson. So Stanley Johnson didn't play as, or is playing a little bit more now, but it was RHJ that has been solidifying himself as uh, a really big role player in this on, on this team. So clearly, Nick Nurse has a way and knows a way of motivating his players. We can say all this stuff about Terrence Davis. It's like you know, it's a, he's. Uh, not drafted he he's 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 a rookie not playing a rookie he's playing more of a vet vet and he has to play more minutes but sure but we don't see these guys every day we don't practice with these guys every single day talk to them motivate mm-hmm. them whatever you need and they they just know we have to trust that nurse knows how to motivate these guys and he can see much more than we can so now fast forward to today face the hornet yes terrence davis what has taken the moniker of scary terry he played fantastic <laughs> 37 minutes 20, double 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 23 points 11 rebounds my god he he was all over the place um when when the raptors needed a bucket he got two two big big threes in the fourth quarter when we needed it uh and he he was just all over the floor on defense as well he he got great rebounds um 11 rebounds for a guard uh, over like Bismarck, he Diablo. matched Ibaka. Yeah, like phenomenal, phenomenal uh performance. Being the, the day after Nick Nurse called Terrence Davis out, God, I, people are asking for Nick Nurse to call them out now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to get that motivation. Like, come on, like, w- tell me, tell me what you thought, man. What did you see from from Terrence Davis? Like, speaking of of calling out, I won't be surprised if Terrence Davis gets one of those random suspicious drug tests from the NBA that keep floating <laughs> yes. around right now. Yes. Just waiting yes. for it to happen. And speaking of calling out, is that Jay that I hear? I think I that's hear? Jay. I believe it is Jay. I believe! We're talking about the Hornets. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? I'm sorry I'm late. All good. Jay, let us know what your thoughts on Terrence Davis. I, I mean, I'm sure that you're coming off a huge high or some sort of uh, heart palpitations, man, because that, that was a stressful game. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why. And I'm going to use this as an excuse, but that's why I'm late. I was just really <laughs> just trying to get my heart rate back down. But uh, yeah, amazing game by Terrence Davis. I think that uh, there was a lot of criticism thrown his way, not only by Nick Nurse, but like, from the, the the reaction from NBA Twitter was great. I mean, well, not great, but like really, I guess you could say volatile. Um, a lot of people were criticizing Nurse for, hey, like the reason why Terrence Davis got called out is because you only played him eight minutes, right? And a rookie's going to, you know, do rookie things. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of proven himself throughout the season. Yeah, he's going to have his mistakes, but he always picks himself back up. So um, it's really crazy how... You know, Nick Nurse throws this criticism out to him and almost with less than 24 hours later puts him in the starting lineup for his first career start. So um, Nick Nurse even said after the game that, you know, with me, as you've seen already a few times, uh, I'm going to I'm going to rattle your cage if you deserve to have it rattled. And we saw the effect of that tonight. Right. And um, great performance all around, obviously a career game. And uh, I look forward to seeing this kid's development. Uh, I also want to call out for for some Serge Ibaka. I mean, he's he had a couple of tournaments late, and and 
that's that's warranted because this guy was tired tired he was running on fumes not even fumes he i don't know what he was running on because the, he got a double double 23 and 11 and by the time it was overtime everyone was like oh my god how are these guys going to continue on and they did and i want to say a huge part of it had to be serge Ibaka. he like he was a force in in the middle he got a lot of rebounds he got a lot of uh, offense rebounds to, to for putbacks and i think serge was a really big part of at least keeping this game afloat not not letting it go out of hand so terrence davis definitely he was going to be the uh the huge highlight spot but he for a guard for a rookie guard um to basically have the same line as serge Ibaka, those two were the stars of the game right there yeah and is, is it uh, i don't know if you guys mentioned this already but is it too much of a, a take to say that him corralling that uh that loose ball in the last five seconds before getting fouled was probably the play of the game like if, if the way it was it was a bit sloppy there for, yeah. for both teams and he there were three hornets and him and he's the one who grabbed the ball and got fouled so i don't, I don't know how could have gone the other way I, yeah i well, he got he got fouled before uh the foul was even called uh and i i don't know how he kept balance uh because of how much his legs are are wonky at that time and to to get to get that concentration to grab that ball with three hornets around you like you were saying and then still get fouled and still concentrate after sprinting uh to get into position like it, it was it was a really big effort and i appreciate that from serge yeah absolutely um i've always been a big fan of serge Ibaka, as all of you know um you know he's his games are either hit or miss but you always know that he's gonna play a visceral game and I say that all the time, and that's that's exactly what we need right now. We've got so many casualties right now. We need people who who are gonna fight through anything, tooth and nail, even if the end result isn't pretty, even if it's a loss. You know that they tried the hardest. And who do we have like uh, directing the ship right now? Two of the finest to play like that, Ibaka and Lowry. So these kinds of results from from those types of players are fantastic and the fact that Ibaka is exactly how we need him to be as a starting center right now I love the guy I know he doesn't always have a perfect game but I love the guy he's always trying and in games like this it's all you can ask for mm-hmm. and, if, and if I could add just a little mini shout out here uh shouts to Matt Thomas uh this is his <laughs> yes. if we include if we include his little uh his his G League stint and let's also throw in Stanley Johnson and O'Shea Brissett, but really Matt Thomas here because he's the one who's coming off a six week layoff. From six weeks off to three consecutive days and three consecutive oh games. Uh, obviously the first one was G League, but uh overall if we total up the three uh games in three nights, he had uh fifty no, sorry, sixty-three minutes uh what is it totals there i'm doing some quick math here 32 points and 20 rebounds so he he was putting in work and uh you know his his threes were timely uh you know in in very few amount of time in minutes in this game he was able to to come through with a couple of clutch threes um so yeah shouts to to matt thomas for um you know really bringing in that much needed energy because god knows we need it right now my god he yeah I I don't I, again I wouldn't know how to react when you're playing a back to back to back and then uh coming in to play how many minutes did he play dear dear lord like 
I know fourteen, 14 minutes, tonight. fourteen minutes Eight, off the yeah. bench, but like, oof, like that's that's a lot of a lot of mileage in in three days. But all right, so what we're trying to do now here, guys, um, is after every game, if or well, we will be on Twitter uh, for every game. But if we are going to do a reactionary podcast like today, uh, we are going to tell it to you guys to, you know, give us your thoughts and what you think about this game. And so we got a lot of uh, we, we got a lot of, I guess, notifications. And I wanted to see what your guys thoughts were, Jay and Dre. Uh, we got one from uh, Lord Blackwood at Lord Blackwood. So do you think that this game was as memorable as that Boucher game when he played against LeBron? This was basically like a TD wake up call. So what do you think? Do you think this game was as big for Boucher and Lakers as TD versus uh, the Hornets? That's tough because Boucher was up against one of the top teams in the league mm-hmm. and one of the greatest players of all time, uh, arguably the best player right now. If not, if you don't think he's in the top five, like you're a little crazy. Uh, so that's one way to look at it. On the other hand, I think people expected even less of somebody like Terrence Davis. And he basically was like the player of the game tonight. There's no question about it, especially in crunch time. So, mm-hmm. oh, that's... That's tough. In one way, it's not the same, but in another way, it's as vital, I would say. It's not the same yeah, kind it, of scenario, but it's as important. Yeah, and I think you hit it on the head there in terms of it being not necessarily the same scenario. Like, Boucher was not called out before that Lakers game, like Terrence Davis just was. Like, a huge spotlight was put on Terrence Davis, in addition to this being his first career start. Whereas with Boucher, it was... Um, a bit of that next man up because the day before or the game before was the whole um, you know injury of Lowry and Ibaka in the Pelicans game so there was some added pressure to Boucher but it wasn't solely on him Mm -hmm. yes he totally came through for us against a a much more difficult opponent but I think that with all the even more injuries going around this time around and that extra spotlight on Terrence Davis, I think this was a bit more impressive than what uh, what Boucher was able to do against the Lakers. I, I think he also uh, tweeted out that basically there are a lot of sleepers on his team. And I, and I like how he, uh, I guess, at Lord, Lord Blackwood, he said it uh, in the tweet. There are a lot of players on this team that um, can, can ball, really. Like Terrence Davis has shown a, a extreme... Uh, he he's not a rookie. He's definitely not a rookie. Uh, Boucher can play for sure. Uh, RHJ he's a sleeper. Uh, Matt Thomas is obviously a three sheet sleeper. But and we're I I guess we're still waiting for certain players such as like Stanley Johnson. Who knows that if he can he can um take these this opportunity to play heavy minutes and play well. But they're outside of the Fred Siakam Norm and Lowry that we all know that they can produce. We do have a lot of sleepers, and that's why I think that this Raptors team is so deep and what like Masai and Bobby has made the culture, the 905, uh, everyone being on the same page. And like you said, Jay, the next man up, um, it's every other day, it's always like, who's going to step up? And a lot of teams are waiting for that next player off the bench to step up. If so-and-so would step up, maybe this team would go somewhere. But like this team for the Raptors, it's like one day it could be Terrence. One day it could be Boucher. One day it could be RHJ. Wow, Lowry and Serge and, and Fred, when they do come back, are still being that constant. So that's why it's so impressive what this Raptors team is doing. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And um, I think it's it's another feather in the cap of, of Nick Nurse and what he's able to do with this you know, bunch of guys that 
um, you know, over half of the team that started today. That's not who we anticipated when the season started, right? Right. So Speak, uh, speaking of which, I, I think his coach of the year. Yeah, we got another one from uh, Golfed Up at Golfed Up. Uh, where would you? Where would this? Where would this team be if uh, we had a healthy team? Or where would this team in the standings uh, be if we had a healthy team? Um, which, which comes to think about it, like if we did have a healthy team, I'm wondering how much uh, experience that this team would get. Like, I guess the the bench, the bench role. Um, so, yeah, like, what do you guys think? Even if we had a completely healthy, healthy team, and all. A lot of NBA teams right now are dealing with injuries, not just us. Yes, we are very, very depleted, but this means that we can have, uh, like at Golf Dub said, we have a lot of experience, uh, which is which is much needed for our bench. So, what do you guys think? Do you think this is kind of like a blessing in disguise? Only because some other teams are dealing with load management or their own injury bugs, is that this isn't quite as bad as it could have been. I think with a healthy team, we'd at least be third in the East. You know, you have the Bucks, which are basically impossible to catch unless something happens to to Yanni and to Kumpo. Knock on the wood, I don't want that to happen. Uh, go Greece. Um, and you have the Heat, who are also killing it right now, except for the odd blunder game that they have. So um, I'd say we would be at least third. Um, but now we've got to see, because now you've got Oladipo, who's coming back for the Pacers, and the Pacers are doing pretty well, ex- Including today's game, by the way, we're doing pretty well without their star player. Who knows how frightening they're going to be? You've got a Celtics team that I completely wrote off at the start of the season that are clicking. They're firing on all cylinders. Um, It's going to be tough, but if we're going to have the injury bug, rather it be now rather than the start of the season where we kind of set the tone. The midseason right now is, you know, things slow down a little bit. We need to be ready on crunch time around the playoff time. So we can't dip too much, but sitting around fourth and fifth right now, maybe even sixth, isn't too bad. It's not like the Sixers, which as you all know, I'm a fan of who have a big fundamental problem right now. And they're considering stupid things like getting rid of Ben Simmons. What are they going to do when Joel Embiid is injured? Are we going to get trade for like another backup center, like a, like a Drummond or something? Uh, newsflash Sixers fire Brett Brown. It's not like this. We're just a depleted team. And once we get our, our roster back, we'll be fine. Because like, if this isn't a testament to how amazing of a coach Nick Nurse is, I don't know what is. Well, and, and going back to the to the question about like what, what could have been um, a, a very helpful Twitter account, Man Games Lost NBA, um, threw out a list of the uh, NBA's top five in terms of wins lost due to injured players. So in other words, how many wins we could have gotten if you add up, you know, the, the win shares of those injured players. Um, and, and so to no surprise at all, the, the Raptors are number one in terms of you know, wins that they lost out on because of injured players. Uh, they've lost out on 6.4 wins. Um, that's uh, well ahead of second place Boston at 5.8. Uh, Washington at 5.1, Miami at 4.6, and of course the Warriors at 4.4. So the fact that the Raptors have lost about six or so games um, due to all the injured players, that kind of tells you where we could be. That means mm-hmm. that that six win difference, games. that's 
yeah, that's uh, we're we're very easily in second place, comfortably actually, with those lost games. So, um, but but to your point, Dre, about you know where us us being able to kind of tread water while through these injuries and you know kind of holding court um, with where we're currently at. I think you could you would also agree then that regardless of where the Raptors end up, whether it's as high as second or whether it's as low as sixth, no team in the East is really looking forward to facing the Raptors. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, there there is a fear that is instilled when you're facing against this team, and that only gets magnified if this team is healthy. And you know, it's I think that what Nurse has done again, it's it's not only showing up in the standings, but it's also kind of sending a message to the rest of the East. At the moment, right now, the Raptors are fourth in the East. And if, you know, theoretically the playoffs were to start, we would face no other than the 76ers. And I can guarantee you right now that the 76ers do not want to play the Raptors in the, in a seven-game series. Uh, depleted or not, uh, we still strike fear in a lot of these teams. And uh, yes, the 76ers uh, can be very good. Uh, Celtics are up there. Heat are very surprising. Um, well, I guess too too many, or maybe not too many. But right now, I feel like a lot of teams do not want to face the Raptors. And we are one of those teams for sure. So uh, the Raptors are get a very well-deserved three-game or sorry, three day rest. They don't play until Sunday, uh, until Demar Derozan comes back for his second return to Toronto, uh, as as the Spurs visit the Raptors. Um, so yeah, like like I said, it's gonna it's a well deserved break for the Raptors. I hope that I was more surprised to hear the news that Norm was is the one who's gonna probably come back before any of the four. Like you know, we're talking about Norm Pascal. Fred and Mark. So let's hope for some good news. But I'm hoping that at least one of the four, or hopefully two of the four, do come back into the starting lineup because, man, this there's there's only so much of a McCall led offense I can take, man. <laughs> Remember two months ago or so when the Spurs looked like they would have their first year without a playoff run in almost in like over two decades. Um, yeah. Well, uh, they are looking a little bit better right now. They've won um, six out of ten of their last games, which doesn't seem good. But for the 2019-2020 Spurs, that's very good. They just won tonight. They kicked the the crap out of it was Boston, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Um, yep. They're back in playoff contention. They're eighth, but that's still something. They're looking a little bit better. Not great, but a little bit better. I usually wouldn't be too concerned. However, we've just spent over half an hour discussing all the problems right now with the Raptors being so depleted, despite the fact that we're doing well, but we're still depleted. And here's a Spurs team that's hitting a bit of a a hot streak right now. Like, they're finally figuring it out. So I'm a little concerned, to be honest. I um I'm also a little bit concerned as well. Um they are I mean in addition to the victory over the Celtics today, um they're coming off a, a very impressive 22 point victory over the Bucks mm. on Monday. So that's two of the top teams yes. in the East that they just dismantled. Um so you know th- there is a bit of a you know 
they're they're starting to hit a bit of a stride there right and uh, i think what works in the raptors favor is that the spurs with this victory over the celtics also are just kicking off a four game road trip and they actually have another game between today and when they face the raptors so they're actually visiting memphis who's on a bit of a role of their own so uh they're going to be in tough in memphis and then got to fly over to toronto and here's the other part right i mean it i believe it was on uh, the ringer nba show they were talking about how like how there are a handful of cities that you you don't want to be on the road for before a sunday game and toronto's one of them because we're known as a party city uh it may be cold out there yeah. but uh when San Antonio flies in on Saturday, they you you know DeRozan's gonna party, yeah, or, or at least there's gonna be something going on. So uh, it's funny and to then hear. They have, uh, it's funny to hear that wait. Toronto as as a party city because unbeknownst to us, I'm just 6 p.m. start. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna take a nap beforehand. <laughs> I'm gonna take a nap during. I'm gonna, oh okay, I'll, I'll I'll take it. Sorry, Jay, continue. No, no, all, all good. I mean, I I guess I'm, I kind of understand where where dre's coming from in terms yeah. of like yeah there is a bit of hesitancy there especially since we're not 100 percent healthy but at the same time it's you, you take a look at the raptor schedule we've got two games sunday against the spurs and then following that against uh, i believe it's the thunder yep um but that's it over the next seven days so that's a great time for us to get healthy 100 percent. true yep so hopefully uh we come up with a win i i am too also uh concerned when it comes to most most uh in particular our health but like you said jay three days rest let's hope that uh, at least one or two or possibly three i doubt it but maybe let's go for saving grace let's get with one of the the starters to come back uh to face the spurs and then we look for a wednesday rematch uh, against the thunder um on wednesday but all right so again the raptors uh win it in overtime against the hornets today let's Let's all, like, a, a Jay, I don't know if you heard this before, but let's all calm up. I don't think calming down really makes any sense. Let's just calm up a little bit. <laughs> let's raise our calm. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> all right. So, uh, but but before we uh, before we do that, Dre, where can I find you, brother? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs. You can follow my film review and editorial website, Films Fatale, F-I-L-M-S-F-A-T-A-L-E.com. No spaces. I'm basically wrapping up my best picture project. I'm in like the final five, um, not even. So we're almost done. I'm going to be covering the Oscar nominations when they arrive this Monday. And that's it. Thank you to everybody who's been reading my website. It's just over a year old right now. I'm indebted to you. Jay, where can we find you? Yeah, and happy anniversary. I think you Thank launched you. it on January 1st, right? So. Absolutely. Uh, keep up the amazing work, honestly. Yeah, um, so, yeah, you can find Thank me you. on Raptors HQ. You can find this pod on Raptors HQ as well. Uh, I have my weekly article, uh, The Wrap Up, where I preview the games of the week. As we mentioned, there's not going to be a whole lot of games to preview next week because we've got a great uh, stretch here to, to kind of get our guys healthy. But, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. And then on, on Twitter, you can find me at Rosalisaurus. Nice. How about you, Jason? All right. Well, yeah, you can find all of us at a That's a Rap podcast or that's rep pod you can you can also email us at that's rep podcast at gmail.com if you're searching us up on any of your podcatchers make sure to look up raptors hq because that is our home base again for every uh raptors reactionary podcast that we do today uh if the games uh, land on a wednesday or thursday hopefully we can try to get a reactionary podcast and after every game make sure to give us your thoughts uh 
on the game and hopefully we can read out your tweets and shout you out and thank you all for uh keeping us uh keeping us in your feed and keeping us in your ears uh we we like like dre said man we're indebted to you all you listeners man it was it's been a big new year and and hopefully we can uh come out this this year with another championship win i don't know man what do you guys think we'll have to see we'll have to see all right until next time boys that's a wrap